Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton. In new age, we trust. How y'all feeling today? How was the weekend? Man, I feel good. I feel good all over. My weekend was pretty good. You know, here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies, we are not. However, we bring you our perspective on all things money, business, and culture. I mean, my weekend was good. I mean, it was, as long as it's better than Putin's, it's all that matters <laughs> to me. And today is the business of the SWIFT financial system. Well, today we're going to discuss the importance of being on the SWIFT network and being off the SWIFT network. So in other words, you know, Putin trying to stay on there, but they're trying to kick him up off. So we're going to break that down and bring to you people like the easiest way to understand because I know a lot of people don't understand what the SWIFT network is anyway. So, yeah. so, so SWIFT was trending last week. Everybody was uh, calling for SWIFT, for Russia to be taken off of SWIFT. That started trending. Uh, since it was trending, the people on Twitter and the internet people was like, what is SWIFT? So you had a side of people that knew what SWIFT was, but you had a whole bunch of people that really ain't know what SWIFT, what SWIFT was. So let's get into it. So over the weekend, the United States, the European Union, and the United Kingdom and Canada said in a joint statement on Saturday that they would disconnect, quote unquote, selected Russian banks from SWIFT in order to punish Russia for invading its neighbor. Okay, this will ensure that these banks are disconnected from the international financial system and harm their ability to operate globally. So that happened over the weekend. You may be thinking just like the rest of the 80 percent to 90 percent people on Twitter. What is SWIFT? Let me read that. So it is the Society for Worldwide Internet Bank Financial Telecommunication was founded in 1973 to replace the telex and is now used by over 11,000 financial institutions to send more secure messages and payment orders. Let me go a little bit further, okay? SWIFT doesn't move money around the world. What it does is allow banks to send each other instructions on how to transfer funds across borders. With no globally accepted alternative, it is essential plumbing for global finance. So, so in other words, and in, in breaking it down further into our language, at one point in time, you know, decades ago, they would use um, bookkeeping mm-hmm. to record all transactions and all rac- records that took place you know, um, at these banks and financial institutions. Of course, as the world began to transition and things became more uh, obsolete, and we moved further into uh, uh, evolution, mm-hmm. uh, they figured a system like SWIFT would solve the issues of the obsolete system of, you know, previous ways of doing bookkeeping. Um, because those types of bookkeeping would limit back in the day would limit cross-border transactions you know you you had a lot of so swift was a solution for that um yeah i think like uh before the swift they had i forgot the the terminology they used but it was more like a a fax machine 
Mm-hmm. But it was so many man-made errors that they had to move to the SWIFT system, which was like, during the time was a bright idea, but, you know, new, new, when new age come, a new thing, a new system has to come over and take over for real. So it seems like the SWIFT is a little outdated right now. So, hint, hint, what cryptocurrency do you think can replace the SWIFT in this functionality? But the thing is, you know, just reading to rebuttal, you know, what you just said, is it is it really a, a cryptocurrency that's needed? Or is it more so a blockchain pretty much application that would be needed? Yeah, more like you, a blockchain application. Not a cryptocurrency in yeah, itself, yeah. but a blockchain application. So, so one of the companies, I think Swift's biggest competitor would be Ripple. You know, right now there, Ripple has um, took up you know, an extensive market share from SWIFT because of the blockchain capability slash application um, that they're using, which is the, the XRP ledger, right? For this recording all data and it being interoperable, you know, uh, functional functionalities mm-hmm. to um, connect, you know, all money or m- value moving across all borders um i.e the internet yeah so so what's your what's your thoughts about russia being taken off the swift well i don't even want to say russia because it says selected banks so you got they they put out certain words you never know selected banks they so is russia off or is it just Selected banks, that's off. They sign selected banks. So, what's your thoughts on that? I really think they can't, at this point in time, you really can't take Russia off the SWIFT for the simple fact of so many people are dependent on the transactions that come through the SWIFT network, i.e., the energy sector, i.e., the oil sector. And the biggest that comes, the 25% of the world, this uh, product comes from uh, Russia and Ukraine itself, and that's wheat, grains. So if you take them off the SWIFT, then you take that cap- that product off the off the map. So then that leaves Europe in a hole where they said, well, we can survive without Russia being on SWIFT, but it's going to be hard for us to survive with Russia not, not being on the SWIFT because what we need from them. So it's not like you can just take Russia off the SWIFT and it's like, hey, go do your thing. Like It's implications for other countries when you take them off. Right, and I think that, um, to your point, Antonio, I think that, uh, you know, this don't, this does not, I think this action has been so reluctant, even when President Biden came out on last week, and one of the reporters asked him that question, why hadn't he taken them off as of yet? You know, because this does not just impact Russia alone. Imagine, you know, even the uh, German pipeline, you know, with the oil, what's happening. See, SWIFT, the same thing like I mentioned about Ripple just now. SWIFT currently moves all things of value. Most of us think of SWIFT just being the money aspect of it. Like Dayton pointed out that it was it was much more than that that's well, involved with well, this. Well, it says it doesn't move money. It, right. That's what I mean mm-hmm. that you pointed out. That is mm-hmm. not a money thing. It's really, it's really the record and bookkeeping um, data of how trade is being moved. Antonio, you just mentioned about the wheat and things like that. I brought up about the oil, the the pipeline from you know that's moved between Germany and Russia. So if you can't trade 
you know, it ain't just about just the dollar, so to speak, mm-hmm. but this entire the barter system or things of value being transacted. This hurts more than Russia. And then, like, when you take them off, like, you know, Russia got to make payments to other countries for certain things that they need. So when you take them off the swift, like, all right, Russia, I can't make my payment to y'all. Right. And then well, what we need from y'all, y'all can't make y'all payment to me. So it's like y'all, y'all isolating me to a problem that's bigger than me being off the swift. Right. And I think Putin is wise enough to know that. <laughs> so, so do you think, how long do you think this lasts? You know, we got the sanctions. We got uh, the 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 uh, swift band, the semi swift band. It's mm-hmm. not a full band. That's what I really want to convey. Um, how long do you think Russia can keep this up? Well, that's a great question, um, and it's alleged that they've already begun negotiating <laughs> with Ukraine. Right. You know, um, behind these actions, because mm-hmm. um, Antonio, you mentioned to us something about. Uh, the ruble dropping about yeah, 40 percent since uh since the invasion the ruble has the ruble ru- ru- mm, excuse me their do- their the Russian currency the Russian dollar <laughs> has dropped forty percent since the invasion of Ukraine and now that uh, Putin has came out not too long ago today he's putting a ban on residential Russians to exchange currency to other currencies so it's like. I'm suffering. It's already the, the dollar has already dropped, uh-huh. so I can't even. We're talking ex- about the, the, the Russian ru- dollar, the, the Russian currency. Okay, ruby. I can't even exchange this for a different type of currency. So now, what am I supposed to do? You got us certain banks frozen, mm-hmm. and the cash that I do got on hand, I can't trade it for nothing else. And the the value of this ruble, ruby, whatever it's called, <laughs> has dropped significantly. So, as a Russian citizen that has nothing to do with this war, what, what predicament have you left me in as a resident? I can't even believe in you, Mr. Putin. Mm-hmm. We need you out of office. That's, that's probably what the Russian people are feeling. You know, we need you out of office. You know, I was watching, son. Sorry if it's some extra noise. It sounds like, you know, Russia is coming in to invade <laughs> us now. <laughs> Sorry if you hear the extra noise. Um you know, I was reading something, no, not reading something, watching something the other day, last week actually, and it was basically saying like this is a, Russia is falling, mm. so this is kind of why they're doing this, like they're, like this is kind of like a desperate act to appease the higher ups what Putin is kind of doing, and Putin may really be on his way out. Mm. So so this could be that. Let me read this. It says the US dollar being the currency of global trade in the Swiss system that enables it is the financial market's equivalent of the US Navy keeping the world's waterways free. It's why the US read this, hear me out clearly. It's why the US should ban Bitcoin and any other decentralized currency that weakens this even 1%. So, mainly I'm reading this because it it was a lot of it's been some talk and we we predicted this. It's been some talk about Russia being able to use Bitcoin to fight the SWIFT ban in the in the sanctions. This is starting to become a narrative. The threat to the dollar, now it can fund a uh, quote-unquote evil 
power or opposition party, do you think crypto is at threat right now more than ever? I don't I don't perceive it to be at threat. Mm-hmm. I do think that that's a strong narrative, but I think that as Antonio mentioned earlier that the Swift system is outdated. You know, it's it's becoming obsolete itself. You know, when you have technologies and application that's able to speed up, you know, um the velocity of money, you know, uh value being moved. I think that that becomes a solution make for where the world is going. So I think that part of this is could be a um, catalyst that brings about the crypto regulation globally. Mm-hmm. So I want to read this one. Uh, this is from somebody else. It says, here's the crucial problem with the swift play. NATO can't ban Russia from demanding Bitcoin. And this is a separate person for their exports rather than USD. Uh, so Russia can effectively force allied banks off SWIFT too in response to being kicked off SWIFT. The SWIFT play is so risky in a world where Bitcoin exists. You know, what's interesting about this is that, you know, we all we often hear the, the, this Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, unless let's you know, many people reference Bitcoin as liquid gold or digital gold, I should mm-hmm. say, because um, it has the same type of attribute, you know, a store being a store of value. And once upon a time, you know, early in the barter system, wait, we talking about centuries ago, you know, it was gold was, you know, used as a medium of exchange. Um, so with the funny thing back to the funny thing about you know, these digital assets slash cryptocurrency, we often only hear Bitcoin being identified. But in actuality, it's other digital assets that carries, you know, a functionality and real value. Um, And I kind of see this crypto era taking us back similar to how the early days of barter system was, you know, was handled. Um, lastly, um, you know, um, go ahead. Antonio, what's your your thoughts? Do you think crypto, the narrative with this, with this narrative of crypto being a threat to maybe the U.S. dollar or other world dollars and also being able to empower quote, quote unquote opposing oppositions? To, to world leaders, what do you think about crypto and the state of it? I mean, when you can't control something, it's always going to be a threat. <laughs> and that's the problem right there. If the U.S. or whoever, NATO, whoever, they had control and regulations over crypto, they wouldn't give two shits about what Russia do with it. But since they have no real control over it, and Russia can kind of get ahead of the game with it, it's a threat. So, yeah, that's, that's my only thing about that. It's only a threat because they, they, they have no control over it right now. Exactly. They don't have the control. They're losing the control. Hopefully, and I understand people is, you know, thinking about the war right now, but hopefully people understand what crypto can actually do for the people. I get what they looking at from the government standpoint, but you got to also look 
at it from a separate entity and that's the people itself it can really help and liberate a lot of people on that note this is the new age in new age we trust, trust.